0: Comc is excited to announce their latest grading partnership with PSA, the largest and most trusted third-party authentication and grading company in the world. With over 30 million raw cards available through our marketplace, Comc is expanding upon our effortless grading experience for you to buy, sell, and grade your sports, Marvel, and TCG cards. Don't forget to submit your cards for grading today with Comc Direct grading. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Anyway, we are back. It's been a while since we have had a full, pure, business-focused topic for one of the podcast episodes, and that is what I'm going to do today back in April. If you remember, if you've been listening for a little while, you know that I picked up my most recent bulk collection back in April. I went down to an LCS in a town that's about an hour away from where I live. And in the past, we've been able to work out some deals. And I was able to work out a deal to help him clean up some of the bulk remnants of different collections that he had purchased that he just hadn't gotten around to. And we got things tidied up, and I picked up a truckload of cards from him. I'm estimating it was somewhere around 200 to 250,000 cards. And when you're talking about cards like that, you clearly can't go through every single card before you agree on a price and before you agree to make a deal. So I looked through most of the boxes to get a feel for what types of things were in there. There were boxes with a bunch of top-loaded cards that had some lower-end autographs and relics in it. There were boxes that looked like people had just opened hobby boxes or opened retail boxes and stuck those cards in there because they were cards from 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and it had base cards, inserts, parallels, and that kind of thing, Just, just like they had come out of a pack. There were junk wax era star boxes, things that looked like people had had for years and years based on the color of the parallel or the top loaders. It looked like parallel top loaders with some of the yellowing that had gone on. And there was just some bulk junk wax era comments that were in there too. And so there's a a huge variety of different cards that were part of this 200 to 250,000 card collection. And I was going to be buying it primarily with the intention of of flipping it, right? There was some vintage, a couple boxes of vintage from the, the 60s and 70s and a, a couple binders of vintage from the 60s and 70s and I knew there was going to be things I was going to pick out of there for my own PC. There were a couple other... Um, bigger cards that were a part of it. There's just a handful. So there's a Dr. J auto that came in this collection that I, I kept for myself. But for the most part, this was a bulk purchase with the intent to resell. And I wanted to t- break that down today to say, what does that kind of collection look like based on the fact that I sell on eBay, Sportlots, C, and then I have the physical shop that I'm able to sell things at too. And so I purchased this collection with that mindset of I'm going to break it down and sell things on the platform that makes the most sense. And I thought I'd share a little bit about how that all went. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the Sports Card Shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com Connecting sports, athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. Hi, this is Tony Rice, and I'm here to tell you that the Goucher family has done it again. They just opened a sport card shop in downtown Valparaiso, Indiana, and it is awesome. If you're a collector, you need to check this place out. Tell them Tony sent you, and they get a free gift on your first visit. All right, let's dig in a little bit and talk about this book collection and how it broke down. First of all, I think the thing that everybody always asks about with these bulk collections is where do you find the time or how much time did that take you to go through or how do you account for your time? And I want to start with, again, the answer that I always give is I love doing this. Part of the fun for me is going through collections like this, sorting them out, and knowing that I'm going to get these cards into the hands of collectors who are going to appreciate them via the right channel via Sportlots, via Comsi, via eBay, and via the shop. And so there's a big piece of going through all of these things and getting them organized that is enjoyment for me, that is relaxing for me, but it does take a lot of work. I want to talk for a minute also about the price. We're going into this. I know the price that I'm going to have to get to, and I know the, the amount of inventory or profit that I want to make. I want to start by saying I paid $9,300 for this collection. That is two hundred to 250,000 cards. You're talking somewhere between 3.5 and 4.5 cents per card, if you want to break it down that way, knowing that some of these cards are are somewhat expensive, and other cards I'm going to sell for fractions of a penny into a bulk lot. And so we paid somewhere between 3.5 and 4.5 cents a card, $9,300 total. That's the hole that I'm starting with, if you want to think about it that way. So as I went through all these, the first thing I did is went through everything and started to separate them by pile. What was I going to sell in a big bulk collection on Facebook Marketplace or to some local collectors who buy bulk? What was I going to sell on eBay? What was I going to sell on sport lots? What was I going to send in to CompSea? And what was I going to take to the shop? So that is always step one for me when I buy these collections, is get things into its into the right pile for where I want to sell it and I did that and so here's the kind of breakdown of what I found for each of those different selling platforms and kind of what it's looking like for me so far let's talk about Comc first so again my focus on Comc is to send in cards that typically sell for somewhere between one and twenty dollars Sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but usually the bulk of everything I send in is gonna be in that one to $20 range. And I sent in about 2,500 cards from this bulk collection into C, And those have been dropping in over the course of May, June, July, and August. Those cards are continuing to hit. They've almost all been loaded in at this point. And what I've found so far is that out of those 2500 cards. So far, I have already sold 1200 of those or $1200 worth of those cards, which essentially recaptures my my listing fees, and I still have an additional $5000 of remaining asking price for the cards that uh, are, are on ComC now from that collection. Next, I took about 10000 cards to the shop. And what did I take there? There were a few complete sets that I took there that I knew people would be looking for. Almost all of the vintage I took into the shop because I have people consistently looking for vintage in the shop. And so all of the the vintage stuff I took into the shop. And then all of the junk wax era stars and the current stars and the modern stars. I took those for my quarter boxes. So those most of those cards the the current modern and junk wax era stars got priced for somewhere between a quarter and a dollar a piece anyway I took all of those to the shop and there are about probably 10,000 10 to 15,000 cards that I took into the shop over the last four months as I continued to work through and process things and I've you know sold some of those some of those are still sitting in inventory but I've probably already recouped another couple thousand dollars from the stuff that I took into the shop already with with a few thousand dollars worth of inventory still to go. Next up was eBay, and eBay was definitely the site that had the least amount of quantity that I went into it, knowing that I wanted to sell things directly on eBay. And I looked for there for some of the bigger dollar cards, there were some other sets that I knew I wouldn't have much of a local market for, and so I put those up on eBay. And some of the the cards that I knew might catch a little bit of a, a higher selling price, those are the things that I picked out to sell on eBay. So there were things like opening day short prints that are you know ten to thirty dollar cards. There were some other tops, flagship short prints or super short prints that I found mixed in with a, a big. You know, five-row box full of of 2020 tops. You know, there would be some of those short prints that were still mixed in that didn't get pulled out when they were first opened. There was a lot of some of the the autograph or relic cards that maybe were low serial numbered, so serial numbered to 25 or less. A lot of that type of stuff, I went ahead and listed directly because I'd be able to have a little bit of a higher asking price. But the single biggest card that I found was a. Max Scherzer minor league card from when he played for a minor league team in Wisconsin. In 2004, he played on the Lacrosse Loggers. And so it was one of those minor league team issued sets. And it was his very first card, I believe. And I got about $300 for that card. That was the single biggest card that was part of this bulk collection. That's one of those things that I sold on eBay. And so I sold probably, you know, about two to 300 cards on eBay. Ebay or sets on eBay. Some of these products that I sold on eBay, and I I got probably another thousand to two thousand dollars for those. Probably fifteen hundred to two thousand is a closer estimate of what I was able to get on eBay for that stuff. And so, if you're keeping track at home, so far we've got about sixty-two hundred dollars of cards that went to ComC, about fifteen hundred dollars for eBay, and about two to three three to four thousand dollars of sales from the shop or an inventory at the shop so maybe let's say thirty five hundred dollars for cards that went to the shop well that leaves two categories to go bulk and sport lots the bulk as i went through everything that made up about a hundred thousand cards maybe a little bit more but about a hundred thousand cards of the 200 to 250 was just bulk and i had a guy that, that reaches out from time to time looking to buy bulk. I reached out to him and I probably sold him that 100,000 cards. I think it was somewhere around 350 bucks, maybe something like that. So not very much. Like I said before, fractions of a penny for that bulk that I wasn't able to do something else with. That leaves sport lots. And that's where a lot of the the cards are going to go. There's about 80,000 cards that I added to my Sportlots inventory, and the, the total asking price on those cards was about $19,000. Over the last four months, those cards are already beginning to sell. You know, I didn't get them all listed right away. I'm just finishing up the final few boxes of cards that I'm getting up on Sportlots, but those cards are starting to sell but sport lots is where i go to have inventory that's going to have a little longer tail and provide more consistent income over over future months right those those 80 000 cards are getting added to the 200 and whatever thousand cards that i had on the site already providing a bigger base of inventory to sell over time again i typically sell somewhere between 1 to 2000 cards a month, sometimes up to 3000 cards a month on sport lots, and so that that provides several months worth of future inventory to sell on the site. So where does that leave us? If we total everything up, I paid about $9300 for that collection and it has amounted to about $30,000 of inventory. Most of that being low-end inventory somewhere between 25 cents to a dollar a card for the, the stuff that is still currently for sale. Is that good or is that not good? I'm not entirely sure. That's where I want to come in because I think there is an argument to be made that I paid $9,000 for $30,000 worth of cards, but the tail is not going to be a, a quick flip, right? The tail on to get to that $30,000 is going to legitimately take years. And you can make an argument that I overpaid a bit for something that is going to take years to recoup that full level of profit. At the same time, based on the fact that some of these cards were immediate sales on eBay, immediate sales at the shop, immediate sales on C, and I've probably recovered somewhere in the neighborhood of $7,000 of that collection already, that I've been, within the first few months, been able to make back the majority of it and over the next couple months I know I'll I'll get to that full $9,000 and so within 6 to 7 months I'll have recouped the full 9,000 and still have the remaining you know $21,000 worth of inventory to sell in over time and future profits you could make that argument that from the big picture from the long term that I did okay you know that I've got an additional $20,000 of inventory that I'll be able to Turn into cash over the coming months and the coming years. So I guess from my perspective, I would say that this purchase was okay. It's going to be a profitable one, but I typically like my cards to be somewhere closer to a penny a card or less when the bulk of those profits or when the bulk of of the financial gain that I'm going to get is coming from sport lots that takes a little longer to realize. It takes a little longer to get that back when you're talking that 18 cents to a dollar a card. I like the margins to be a little bit higher for that type of stuff because it takes so much longer to recoup. So I think for this purchase, it was a little higher. I think if I would have paid a couple thousand dollars less, I would have been a little more comfortable. But at the end of the day, it's going to lead to profit. And if I talk about over the coming years, it's going to lead to you know fifteen to $20,000 of profit. And that, in of itself, is a good thing. I think one of the biggest lessons that was reinforced for me is the importance of having different platforms or different channels to make sales on because there are pieces of this bulk buy that I would not have been able to realize the full potential if I didn't sell on a variety of platforms. There were cards that... I'm gonna get two to five dollars for from ComC that would have never moved in the shop, and I don't know how fast they would have moved purely on eBay if I would have listed them there. It definitely would have taken more time if I would have listed all of those 2,500 cards I sent to ComC on eBay one at a time, and so there's definitely that that trade-off from ComC to eBay to the shop things on sport lots that 80,000 cards if if I didn't work sport lots the way that I work it and find customers who are looking to fill those sets or looking to fill those player collections on sport lots that's 80,000 cards that for me are going to turn into 16-17,000 over time where others may view them as worthless base cards, right? So having different platforms, different sales channels for the different cards that you pick up to sell is so important on realizing maximum value for these different collections. So let's summarize. Just to recap, in April I paid $9,300 for somewhere between 200 to 250,000 cards. It took about five months for me to process all of that and get it available for sale. And it led to about an inventory value of close to $30,000, so 9,300, into $30,000 of inventory. And in that five months, I've been able to recoup about 7,000 of that already. That is the breakdown for this bulk collection that I bought back in April. I would love to know what you think about that. Have you bought a collection like this? What is your perspective? What is your approach when you go into a collection like this? And how do those margins sound to you? Does that seem like it makes sense? Do you think that I overpaid? Do you think that I got a complete steal? I'd love to know what you think about this because I don't think that there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. I think this is one of those things that depending on somebody's perspective, depending on their flipping approach, this could have been a great deal. This could have been a terrible deal. I would love to know what you think. You can reach out to me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. You can send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com. I am on TikTok, Instagram, and threads at waxpackhero.com. I would love to hear what you think. And if you know somebody who might enjoy this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would tell a friend, if you would share this episode with them. Let's continue to grow this community so that we can all continue to learn together to have a self-sustaining hobby. That is all I have for you today. So I'll catch you next time.